Welcome to the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, please follow, hit the like button, or any subscribes. It really helps us with the algorithms. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is independent of Santa Cruz Guitar Company, and all opinions are those of the speakers. Santa Cruz Coffee Break is produced by the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum. We invite you to join us on the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at SCGCPF for more fun. Now, let's get on with this installment of Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Well, welcome to our uh, latest, um, shall we say, mid-COVID Santa Cruz Coffee Break podcast. We're trying something new here using Zoom so that we can all stay um, properly distanced. We're all at least one county apart, but uh, through the magic of technology, we're all able to be together uh, and talk about some things, which uh, I got to say, I'm really looking forward to. It's been a long time since we've talked to you. Uh, Maestro, how are you doing? You know, I think the best way to put this is I'm suffering some survivor's guilt. Um, it uh, not only is everything going our way, but we're going to come out of this better than we went into it. And I'm sure you're going to have some specific questions. I can elaborate on that, but um, I don't think it's not without trying and it's not without some miracles that we're where we are today. We went two and a half months without any revenue. And I don't know how any business could survive that. And uh, it's, it's quite a tale. It's quite a story, but it did give us time to, uh, to really think some things through, uh, complete some projects that we would never have the time for, and, uh, and to just have a completely new look on, on what our motivations are. How's that for a mouthful? That, that so, sounds fantastic. Uh, if I may add, the survivor's guilt comes from all the people that aren't uh, enjoying benefits from this. The people are still looking for something to eat, hoping to get a job and uh, are, uh, are gasping for breath. So uh, that's not lost on me either. Right, right. So if you don't mind, how did you guys handle the, when, when the announcement came out, did you have to just shut the shop down? Like, you know, don't come to work tomorrow or were you able to, you know, see this ahead of time perhaps and, and start phasing things into place and handle it? Um, in that way? I, I just don't know. I know Santa Cruz County was really strict in its lockdown. Um, mm -hmm. But to be honest, I was paying more attention to my environment than yours. So, you know, how was it down there? Yeah, this is fun to try to reconstruct this. In some senses, it seems like it started a year and a half ago. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and other times it seems like it was just last week. Well, um, let, me, let me start with this premise. Our biggest concern was uh, uh, the well-being, you know, of, of first and foremost, the people that we work with, uh, uh, you know, secondarily, our families, I shouldn't say secondarily, you know, in the same breath, our families, and then our community at large. So we were really working this independent of any kind of government edicts uh, before that happened. So I believe the 17th uh, was the day that Santa Cruz County put into place uh, their uh, uh, mandate to shelter in place. And prior to that, we'd been discussing daily how to respond to this and what measures to take. He'll be back. 
uh, uh, you know, some of the social distancing and the masks and so forth. And this was really awkward. I don't mind telling you, you know, um, it's like if, uh, if you hadn't done exercise for a long time, now all of a sudden you're in the middle of a group and you putting on a mask didn't come easy, right? So we're trying to institute these, uh, the hand washing and those kind of things and keep at least current with what was happening and coming in on the news. And it was happening so quickly uh, that we really realized at uh, the Monday the 16th, um, we had, uh, you know, the Friday before we decided to put some things in place if, and Monday the 16th, it was just all come down. Um, uh, there was so much noise on the news, uh, uh, the social media, and so forth about how bad this could get and how quickly we had to react. So we made the decision on Monday the 6th, ironically, to shut the shop down. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that, that pause there. I hadn't thought about that in a while. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, and, and we're kind of operating in a bit of a vacuum there because we didn't have the... Uh, community support yet. We're doing this as an independent action. We decided to send everybody home until we knew better. And, uh, and uh, we, we begin, you know, we, we scale this. We begin with the idea of sending key personnel that was absolutely necessary to keep the business running and keep them safe and then work with uh, doing some guitar making with real, with the abundance of caution that you've heard about. I like to say the abundance of caution and laughable inefficiencies. Uh, <laughs> but immediately we realize, no, we can't. We, everybody has to go home, and those were the wild times. That was uh, uh, the very beginning of the shelter-in-place in Santa Cruz County, and uh, uh, you know, we're, everything was new. We we're pioneers, and uh, everything we had to undergo there. That's, how, that's the beginning. Yeah, and how long were you completely shut down? I mean, how long did everybody stay out of the shop? Um, almost two and a half months. Oh, okay. So, so. Um, uh, uh, you know, to from uh, mid-March, uh, mid-April, mid-May, into almost the first of June. Uh, okay. We we just we didn't go in. Now we took some turns uh, uh, administratively to go into the office to just do things we couldn't do from home, uh, either right. for internet connectivity or uh, printing and things like that. But we really kept really strict distance with yeah. that. But, but do realize that whole time we were super active uh, uh, from home. Uh, we weren't making guitars, but we were running a business. Uh, the social media, the connection with dealers, the outreach to the community, uh, the volunteer work, there was a lot to be done. And I'll say we didn't, uh, uh, we didn't slow down. We doubled up on our time. No, yeah, that's something we definitely wanted to uh, ask you about. But but while we're talking about the shop and, and everything else, were you in contact with the other luthiers and builders and suppliers in the Santa Cruz area? I mean, was there any, were you guys talking together anything about how to get through this or what to do about all this? Or, or was everybody just scrambling to figure things out for themselves? Well, there's a lot of the latter, of course, you know, you saw that every day, yeah. but um, here, here's a really important uh, 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 thing I have to say about this. Um, we didn't survive this because we make a lot of money and we had sacks of money to get through. Um, we ran out of money in a hurry with this. 
Uh, the bank account that we relied on is the bank account of goodwill that we have from uh, making an investment every day in ordinary kindness to the people that we deal with. That's vendors, friends, other builders, uh, uh, just, you know, our way. And, and with that, when the, when the shit hit the fan, um, our vendors, our clients, uh, the people that we deal with had, had incredible patience with us and concern. We all had a common foe, you know, we went yeah. against each other. We all had to pull together here. And so I'm going to say that patience, that grace, that forgiving of, uh, of debts that were due, uh, obligations to be made, we all worked together. And you can bet we stayed really, really close with that. You know, um, Carolyn and her remarkable efforts in uh, social media and, and her personal contact with our dealers and so forth, we really uh, concentrated on that. And that was what got us through. And that's still what we're counting on to get us through. So there was really, there was, uh, at the very beginning, people were saying, are you worried? Are you frightened? And I went, man, if I had the luxury to sit around and be frightened or worried, I'd like to see what that felt like. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just were slammed in uh, uh, doing whatever it took. Now, do realize in the midst of this, one of my primary jobs was raising funds. And uh, that was through, uh, at that time, the government programs were just conceptual, right? They were, uh, right. Uh, they were like uh, the rumor mill, what was available where. But nonetheless, I spent, um, you know, hundreds of hours just applying uh, applications, uh, correcting applications. The laws would change. You throw that application away, you do it again. So I kept busy for the first three weeks just trying to uh, keep up with that part of it, which, uh, you know, is another chapter in the story, too. Right, right. Well, that sounds good. Yes. No, that, that's actually what I was wondering about is I know that, that you have invested so much in the goodwill of everybody. I mean, that's why we do this is because we feel so strongly about the way you approach not as a business, but as a, an enterprise or as a, a, a belief. Um, you know, so that's why I was wondering is just how much you were getting in that feedback loop with everybody else around you that cares so much about you and Santa Cruz guitar. And it's good to hear it came through that, that, that makes me feel good because there aren't a lot of good stories coming out of this. <laughs> well, it's not, you know, sometime, uh, uh, I, I, I realize, uh, I can be a little eye rolling in, in my message here. Uh, but it's real, you know, I'm at that. Uh, station in life that I've seen it, uh, seen things come and go and come full circle. And this is what I rely on in, in really hard times. And uh, uh, it really proved itself this time around. Good. And, and how, how, how about your people? How did things go with uh, the people and the, the, the staff and everything? You said you were able to take on some projects and do some things. Is there anything that you can tell us about um, in terms of what kind of improvements you made in the shop or in training or in working with people or uh, I know it's a very hands-on face-to-face kind of business so it'd be interesting to know what you found uh, how you made changes yeah that's a pretty multifaceted question so yeah. you may have to come back with a, with two-thirds of that again but let me start here um, uh, so we couldn't work in the shop uh, it just wasn't allowed I mean we had to be shut down and uh, uh, people, at that point, you weren't supposed to be out on the street, you know, unless you had to go for uh, provisions. So uh, 
what was being done uh, initially was um, I kept paying people. And my decision was to keep people on payroll uh, to as long as we could. Uh, mm -hmm. to, and here's the, here's the tipping point. We could pay people up to the point that we would cannibalize the funds that were necessary for us to start up again. And it made no sense for us to run out of uh, oxygen and never be able to make guitars again. Everybody would be out of a job. So right. you can that balancing act there. And we hit that point. We paid to the point to, uh, to where, where to, to go any further. We had no reserve, nothing to prime the pump to start up again. And luckily that, that, that worked well with getting everybody on unemployment. And uh, uh, unemployment served really well. That was the saving grace. Uh, and as you know, part of the ever-changing um, uh, uh, CARES Act uh, uh, um, economic disaster relief and so forth was a $600 increment per week in unemployment. So it was a, it was a good deal. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, people were able to not just get a fraction of their pay, but do okay with that. So that put a, um, uh, that gave us, uh, uh, a, you know, a little safety spot for at least the employees. So while they're collecting unemployment, what we were doing is we were going through, um, you know, believe me, in 40, almost 45 years, we've started a lot of projects that never got finished <laughs> because there was, no, <laughs> there was no time to do it. So uh, we just, we worked these, we worked these things. We worked the improvements in production. And uh, uh, really what the, what the production improvements are is they're not things to make guitar, more guitars faster. That's really not our style. What they were is they were things that would help eliminate repetitive stress. Uh, there's things that allow people to do uh, things that had developed. The processes had developed where they required a great level of skill and concurrently a great level of stress to do. And as those things could be indexed, uh, kitted a little bit, if you will, we could actually reduce the stress and the time on it and improve people's quality of life and surprise be more profitable in it. And we were able to compete, complete those projects uh, or at least get a good start on them. Uh, we could also work with the, you know, with the builders at the same time in communication. We got, uh, we got really good at Zoom. In fact, I'm still doing probably three Zoom meetings a day with wow. my crew. And um, uh, so now there's that part of it. And then there's the other part of the business, the administrative part, and uh, uh, whether it's marketing or um, uh, uh, plans for the future, strategizing, uh, putting things into place for uh, financial planning. Uh, we did all of that, and we had more time to spend to see things through. So that, you know, that this administrative uh, uh, stuff sounds like drudgery and a little disinteresting, but I'll tell you, it's thrilling uh, because I know the price you pay when you don't do that stuff. So that, that's the point to where we became much tighter as a team and much better as a business in our approach. So uh, we go back into this, um, you know, with a lot more cohesive uh, um, uh, uh, attitude and uh, plan rather than the crisis management and just reacting to whatever comes up each day. That sounds good. That sounds good. I think that was English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and so you brought up some points that, that I'm not sure how to tie them together, but let me throw them all out there and you can approach them. 
your administrative staff did a fantastic job with social media, getting people out there, playing guitars, playing songs, yeah. posting them. I mean, yeah. that was really wonderful. Um, but at the same time, you also had a lot of connections with a lot of musicians. Musicians aren't really working these days. You also have a lot of very personal connections with dealers. Uh, you're a very big supporter of supporting your local small music shop dealer. And they each had their own problems. Um, and it seems like you've been pretty creative about how you're tying things together. Can you, can you tell us about how your relationships with your artists and your relationships with your dealers are going and what kind of stuff is happening there? Yeah, well, there, you know, thank you for the way you present that. There really is a cohesiveness here. And rather than a scattered approach, it's like, oh, we better talk to the dealers. Oops, we better contact the artists. It's all part of the same thing. It's all part of the message that we spoke of earlier. Um, what we all really needed in this thing was uh, support. Um, and the group mind to solve some problems because it was really frightening. Uh, uh, you know, we deal with a lot of people that have run businesses for decades. Some of them inherited family businesses, and they were rightfully terrified of losing all of that. And keeping our keeping our community together, um, uh, keeping uh, the doors open, a spirit of cooperation was critical. It's 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 one of the nutrition groups that we really needed in this um, uh, to keep our spirits up and keep us going, because for a lot of people. It, the, the, the odds seemed really poor and the, um, and the end game seemed really bleak. And uh, there was a lot of people willing, willing, I'm sorry, ready to give up. And uh, it took all of our efforts together to keep us buoyed in this. And uh, now I, you know, you guys know my business really well, uh, not much more than most. And it's a real tight group of people. And uh, my, my teamwork with Carolyn is, is remarkable. It's, it's way above and beyond my personal abilities that, that we do what we do. And Carolyn's, uh, you know, spirit of care for others. And uh, uh, Carolyn did the remarkable uh, Instagram work, getting uh, originally inviting our artists to do just a little song, you know, to cheer huh. people up, maybe something they wrote. Uh, about the times, about the COVID, and that was actually a thrill. But to see who is on Instagram playing a cute song, uh, maybe bringing their kids in, you know, or, or their family, and that uh, that transmogrified to people uh, uh, emailing and saying, "Hey, can I do that too?" And I don't know how many of those we've had, but almost every day there's a new person. Uh, singing a song that they've written or a duet or a family and uh, man did that do for people a lot of people started their day with that so you extrapolate that into staying in touch with artists uh, trying to help them figure out how to monetize uh, uh, their music um, because everybody had to work online right. um, uh, nobody can go out and perform so helping people network to do lessons, to do concerts, to do uh, uh, things like we're doing right now, um, that was really an important part of it. And then with our dealers uh, is, is doubling down on getting people that didn't usually do um, internet sales or, uh, uh, well, I'll just say internet sales, to, to help them get into that because they had to. 
they couldn't count on people walking in the door. So you can start to see the, the level of busyness that was going on here. And all those things, again, they, they're the same thread. They're the same message. And uh, it's, uh, um, you know, people with different hats, but we're all doing the same thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the music videos, the, the guitar playing, you know, that was just a, a real treat. I have to say, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of social media. I try to avoid Facebook and I don't think I've ever looked at Instagram, but the emails about the videos got me out there and got me watching them. And I was, I was, I was quite happy to, to see them. They really did help. Um, feel like there were people out there making music and and it did make it feel more community um which was you know why i had to ask about it <laughs> well you know when we started this out and i was telling you i have this uh sense of the survivor's guilt because in many ways my life's improved and that's one of them uh uh against all advice i give anybody i can't help but get up in the morning and go on one of the news feeds and see what's happened overnight you know if the world uh, still exists and uh, like watching a train wreck and it's a horrible way to start the day right yeah. it yeah. sets your mind in absolutely the wrong place and with carolyn's instagrams uh i mean i changed my paradigm and i started out by watching that instagram and it made things completely different and I didn't look at the news till at least lunch. And it improved my, not only my life, but I think it made the world a better place in my attitude. So three cheers for Carolyn and her Instagram. Yes. Well, okay. So you've changed my life right there for starting <laughs> this afternoon. I am going to figure out how to get on Instagram. So. <laughs> yeah, easy. yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Either get an eight year old or get Carol. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I, uh, I, I was just going to ask you that question, Richard, of has any part of your day sure. changed? You know, I mean, like daily, daily stuff that people do now is different because they don't go to work. They, yeah. or they do, but, but my wife goes to work in the kitchen, you know, and I think oh, that, yeah. uh -huh. that especially in, in, in a, in a musical realm, um, maybe setting a new practice schedule or maybe setting a new just meditative schedule, you know, start your day this way or start your day this way because the news is bad. We lose Richard. We there lose Mr. Hoover. No, there he is. There he is. Did you get any yeah, of that? Richard? I guess a sort of connectivity problem. Yeah. Did you get that from, did you get that question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Um, you know, you were talking about uh, just out of necessity, our lives are different. Um, we, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just give you a little little rundown here of, of how my life changed. And, uh, you know, a theme here, I was talking about, you know, kind of the betterment from having this pause. Uh, and it, it is for me, you know, I, I spent, um, I spent a lifetime uh, leaving home at dark and coming home at dark. And, and uh, you know, it's what I chose to do. It's what I wanted to do. Uh, but I'll tell you, at this late station in life, I see what I was missing, you know. Um, I, get up, uh, I, I get up now with the sun. I see the, 
uh, wild turkeys and the deer and whatever hijinks has gone out now, Disneyland type hijinks has gone out outside my window. Before I start, I get out with the dog a little bit. Um, my, uh, my slack, uh, uh, notice dings at eight o'clock with everybody saying good morning to each other. And, uh, uh, you know, I take my time and then I sit down uh, at my computer and start my day. Um, and uh, uh, I can, I can get up and take a break. Um, like my wife works from home and she's either doing her creative stuff or she's cooking in the kitchen. And uh, man, I wish everybody could do this. I don't see us returning to what we, the way we did it before. Um, I think that there's absolutely going to be a, a permanent change in how we approach this just because of what we, we've seen improvement in quality of life uh, while we've been doing it this way. Um, I, I truly don't think we're missing uh, anything that we can't pick up again when we can get a little bit closer to each other. Um, so, uh, uh, I have much more uh, elective time, but I don't, I don't put any less time into my work, but I'm gaining three hours a day. Well, I, I should be more realistic here, probably two and a half hours a day of commute time. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. That's huge. And before it was, uh, uh, I thought it was a good thing, you know, a time to, to, uh, uh, uh ponder, uh, 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 solve some problems and so forth but it was also just fretting time and commute. And uh, so it's good. Uh, I, I really have changed my priorities, my schedule. Uh, maybe I'm more accessible. Uh, we'll see how this plays. This is still pretty new. We've only done this once now. He's back. There you go. Yeah, you know. Um... Are, you, are you losing audio? You know, if you want to, uh, you can always call me on the phone. We can do audio on the phone. Yeah, we'll 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 try that for the next one. We're 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 doing pretty good here. We're about ninety five percent, and I think that that's a a reasonable level of acceptance with people in Zoom these days. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I, I, I think I think that, I think that we, we we get a reasonable. You know, I mean, before it, it all had to be perfect. So, um, how was uh, how was uh, Nashville Nam? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's where we started. That's where we started oh, nine podcasts ago with Nashville Nam. So I guess. That's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Here's, How do you here's think? The name. Do you, yeah, right. Do you think that? Do you think that we'll see more online situations like that? Like, well, what what will happen to Nam? I mean, you know, obviously we're not going to do Anaheim again. Well, this is interesting. Uh, of course, there's no. There's no real answer to that yet. Um, I was scheduled, you know, when we last talked, we would have talked about uh, NAM, but also I was going to go to uh, do a master class at the Artisan Show. Uh, I was going to go do a tour of the, the stores in Germany. I was going to go to China, um, uh, wow. on and on and on. And, and all of that uh, disappeared. The, um, uh, the music mesa is uh, in Frankfurt is just gone. But as, as most people are aware, that's probably a mercy killing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That was really fading and, and dropping by half every year. And it used to be one of the most important functions uh, 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 in any industry. It was so huge. Um, the times were changing. Uh, 
people did more on the internet already and the need to be face to face was either not necessary, but also probably not realized because of that. So Summer NAM, of course, uh, was canceled because it was just too close to um, uh, when we're in the midst of all this. And they have to put out a lot of pre-planning, a lot of money ahead of time. So they rightly uh, forgot about it. Now, um, I, I love uh, NAM and all the support they give us. Uh, but they also don't have any trouble asking for your money a year in advance for the trade show. <laughs> and they didn't hesitate to collect our funds for the January show, right? Um, but, but this answer really comes up for, for every undertaking that's public now is, uh, can it be done? And unless there is something that we haven't seen yet, uh, the answer really is no, not safely and not at, without a great price. So, um, you know, uh, a cure, uh, uh, inoculation, uh, vaccination uh, that would allow people to get together more safely would change everything or something we just yet can't see that would have to happen that make us all get together in a crowd again. And, um, uh, you know, we, we, we are really suffering a, a COVID fatigue because all these things have been talked about, analyzed so much, but we really have to look at them as new right now because uh, we, we cheated. Uh, we pretended that the science um, was, uh, I, I say us collectively, we pretended that the science was done with what they have to say and we could go back to our fun and, uh, and we're suffering the price right now. So we're not seeing uh, the end of this by any means. In fact, we may be seeing the upward part of the middle of it. And uh, so NAM show, um, uh, uh, with, with in any kind of a reasonable approach, right? So uh, if I'd thought of this before I'd experienced this few months of Zoom and talking, I would say this is going to be a great blow to the business and the industry, and it may well be to many parts of it. But for us in the way we do business, um, uh, we haven't suffered in sales. Uh, we haven't suffered in demand from dealers, uh, although some dealers have suffered greatly, uh, you know, and in fact, have suffered fatally. So uh, that's my that's my pensive answer about this. I don't see how we can do the things that we hope to do um, uh, without taking great risk in the future. You know, it, 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 it it's always been a question of, and I... I've known trade shows for 35 years. I, I, I mm -hmm. big experience in them, and and it, it's we've always done it this way. It was the was always the mindset. You know, this is this is the way we always do it. And all of a sudden, That's right. I mean, it needed it needed to change for forever. It's yeah, the, uh -huh. it, you know, and I, I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that everybody at NAM for the past five years shouldn't have been inoculated with something before they went in there, you know, <laughs> just to keep everybody else safe, you know, but so it shouldn't be anything really weird there. But, you know, all of a sudden, when we have to, we have to change, we're forced to change. Yeah. I, I just, mm -hmm. I just see, I just see really unbelievable opportunity in it. As as hard as it is, I mean, we have a chance to to do things that we before would have put on the back burner, and now yes. all of a sudden, if we want to do it, this is how you're going to do it. Which is, you know, it, it is. It, 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 
great, perfect, well put. Yeah, uh, opportunity is the other, the other side of the deprivation, and uh, who knows what we'll see. You know, we uh, have, I uh, uh, yeah, we have uh, we have Wendy here with with um, uh, my wife here with uh, being this trainer um, behaviorist for the SPCA, and everything was done at the SPCA. Uh, so uh, literally right. all that shut down and it in three weeks we shot 80 videos um, <laughs> we took we, you know just we, we we had the training room and and we stayed 10 feet apart and we just did it and in four weeks we took all their classes online and now they're selling out double classes that they ever did before they have participants from all over the country and people are actually learning because rather than go to a puppy class where there's eight puppies running around and you're trying to be a <laughs> puppy wrangler, they're sitting, yeah. in their they're sitting in their living room with their kids training their dogs. And it's yeah. fantastic. You know, it, well, that's it, beautiful. It, it yeah. is beautiful. It is really beautiful. And, and I think that, you know, we can look for those kinds of things to grow out of this. Yeah. Well, and, and just two days ago, um, we had an NCAL meeting, the Northern California Association of Luthiers. And it's always oh, been, a, well, it, it's, it's been a small group, you know, and, and there's been a lot of fun in meeting in people's shops and talking, but it's been difficult for people to get to and difficult for, um, you know, for, for people who are further away to be able to attend easily. So we did our first Zoom meeting on Sunday and we had people from all over California, plus a couple of people from the East Coast who were able to join in and participate. And it really was fun. Uh, we haven't figured out how we're going to do presentations and, and, and such quite yet. This was just, you know, in the first attempt and we had to deal with all the, you know, make sure you mute your mic, make sure you do this, make sure you do that. But uh, it worked well enough that we can easily see doing Zoom meetings for future NCAL gatherings on a pretty regular basis. And you didn't... Oh, that's fun. You didn't use a resource. You didn't burn up any gasoline. No dinosaurs died. Mm -hmm. Everybody, right. everybody was home for for lunch, whatever you know. Mm -hmm. But, but I, I just think the opportunities here, just right. just whatever we see. I mean, I, I, look at Diadario. They started making face shields. Did they really? They make drum heads. That's right. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah. What is it? It it, it, it it's a face shield without a curve, you know? So uh, that well, kind of beautiful. pivoting, I, I just, I'm so, I'm so excited by it as, as, as out of my mind as I am here in the house. Um, I'm really excited by what's, what's in front of us. So all we need is a microphone built into a face shield and then my band could get back together. Why not? <laughs> 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 I really like your guys' optimism about <laughs> opportunity in this um i could uh i could get a little morose about um uh seeing the end of my uh, of my travel and i thrived on that you know i've got i've got really serious friendships uh with people around the world people i've known for a quarter of a century 
uh, watch their kids grow up in photographs uh, and changes in their life because we all have this commonality of, uh, of a trade show. You know, we all showed up in the same giant building once a year and we get a chance to talk. And even if that was for uh, uh, 10 minutes, it was the quality of relationship you get when you're stuck in an elevator with somebody, right? It's intense um, uh, and, and it's meaningful. You might get to know them better than you do somebody you see every day. And now those people are still there, but they're all scattered and we don't have that commonality that I will be guaranteed to see them every time. And, uh, uh, but as you guys pointed out, new opportunities open up. Um, I don't know that, I'm gonna, that I'll see that. Uh, and I'm really grateful for what I was able to do um, uh, and people may look at it in the future, like what an in, inefficient, awkward way to get to know somebody to have to go fly on a plane and, and sit in front of them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's certainly, um, it's a change. It's you know, it's better. I, I, I don't think it, it's, it, it's, it's just better. <laughs> after having such trade show experience and and just being so tired at the end and 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 oh yeah yeah you know it's a young person really sure. i mean are you are you talking about a 12 fret or a 14 fret and you're not really sure and you know and and by the end of the sunday afternoon you're probably pretty exhausted and you haven't had any sleep and you know maybe the responsibility is up to us now to reach out to these people on a regular basis and set up those those little 10 minute zoom calls Mm -hmm. you know, and, and how it, are the kids, um, you know? Um, right. And, you know, us, uh, this gentleman of our season of life has seen so many changes in communication. What we're doing right now today uh, is, is pretty primitive compared to what's going to come up soon. Who knows how we'll be able to get together uh, in the future. Uh, one of the things I, I said repeatedly, especially in our own uh, office, when the question came up, do we really need to go to the NAM show or the mess of this year? Because the expense is really, really great. Yeah, and uh, can't we just skip one? And in the past, I would say it, it's the opportunity that you don't know that's going to happen that you go to the shows for. Because you come back with all these chance encounters and things that you never would have even thought to pursue uh, that are so uh, uh, dramatic. And um, I'm, sure, I'm sure we will see the replacement that in this forum and others um who knows what we'll see in the future thanks for the pep talk guys i was getting uh i was feeling sorry for myself <laughs> well I, I think we i think we all are yeah i mean i i think i think it, i think it's human nature you know i mean our lives have literally stopped yeah and well we're... everything that we're used to doing it's I, different you know, i i just went and waited 35 minutes in line for a loaf of bread <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good loaf of bread. It's a great loaf of bread. But, <laughs> but, but still, I mean... Well, the Big Sur Bakery? No, no. They, they, they sell out by 8.30 in the morning. Um, Cavell's uh, in Pacific That's right. Fantastic, you know. But on the weekends, you can't get there because there's 35 people in line. And they're all the way down the street. And if you go on Tuesday or Wednesday at, at 9 o'clock in the morning, you can wait a half hour. You know, but we, we, we I'm going to share this with you. I have to share this with you. Go ahead. We lose it. No, I don't. Yum yum. There he is. What was that? Go ahead. We lost oh, you. There. We uh, we drove down to uh, 
uh, your hometown, Pacific Grove, uh, to stand in line at Il Vecchio's and get some uh, chili berry uh, gelato to cheer us up. Yeah. Worth <laughs> well, the trip. Yeah, it, 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 it I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think. I think that the, the thing with the trade shows is, is you know, it, it, it offered a certain level of uh, excitement because you would have, you know, 10,000 or 100,000 people all crammed into a little tiny space for a very limited period of time. Um, and so there was a lot of um, accidental or incidental cross-pollination that just kind of happened by chance. But you know, if you were only there for three or four days, you might have had a chance to have a really close interaction with, you know, maybe two or three people. Uh, you know, you could share one bad meal or one great bottle of wine or something, but then you wouldn't see anybody for maybe another year. Now we have an opportunity to work on closer relationships with, with smaller number of people, but unfortunately not in person. Um, and, and that's going to offer new opportunities for growth and development. I think we're going to lose out on some of the accidental pollination uh, across species or, or whatever else, unless we really make an effort to go out and make that happen. What we won't get back are those personal moments, you know, the meals and, and the, the, the chit chat, you know, with dessert and, and and whatever else. And that's going to be the part that I, I personally, I am going to miss the most. Um, Ted, you're, you're absolutely right. But you realize that that is, that's our experience and the way we develop relationships. But if you ever wonder why you pass uh, somebody in the grocery store that you nod and say hi to and they look right through you, that's 20-something, is because that's not how they're used to dealing with people, and that's not the way they've developed their relationships. Right, so, right. Uh, we're, we're already in that change. Yeah, yeah. Instagram, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, 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 I wanted to uh, answer the remaining questions that you have here, but I do have more guitar-making stuff that I think it is some fun general interest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, go. Well, one of the things that I've been able to do is um, uh, my, you know, the past uh, over the years um, has been uh, one is I train people, and I've never captured it. People ask me about writing a book and so forth, and it's like, oh, that's really interesting. Sure, I'll do that on the second Sunday. Uh, next month. Um, the the thing I've been able to do with this is I've been able to go in when the shop was closed and do a process and come back and, and uh, do a, a subtitles, do captions on it to actually start to is a procedure that we do um, so we have a baseline on that, uh, uh, you know, in this purest form. Um, and that's something that always escaped me before I was not able to do. Uh, and awesome. uh, those aren't, you know, they, they, they aren't meant to be YouTubes, but maybe finally there'd be something there that I could share that would be helpful. And I did, I just never saw that happening. It was such a monumental project, but left foot, right foot, I'm able to incorporate some of that. And by taking an hour a day, I hope to capture our thing that way. Well, there's that, two and a half hours. 
<laughs> at least. There's your commute time right there. Yeah, at least. So that, yeah, and uh, and what I'm learning, you know, I have to learn technically to be able to do that is great. It's good for my head, too. Um, you know, a lot of neat new stuff there. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I could see that being a huge benefit for the company in terms of being able to get new employees up to a certain level uh, without as much hand-holding, uh, especially since mm -hmm. hand-holding will be impossible almost. Um, but I think that'll also help with the general luthier community because you build in a very traditional way, but taking advantage of the technology that's, that's around so that you're, you're walking that, that fine knife edge, um, which I think is, is really important. I, I have to say there have been a couple threads on the AGF recently about the use of CNC in guitar building. And, you know, I see absolutely that it's got a lot of value. But when I see a company post that they're using a CNC machine in order to uh, get a tight joint when they're gluing up their backs or their tops, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I mean, that's some kind of, I, I, I get worried. I get worried when I hear people thinking that, that this is the way that we are going to be building guitars in the future, you know. Um, you're walking the knife edge really, really well. So I think that, that your videos also will just help educate the public about the quality of, of the tradition and the way you do things. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Well, thanks. That, that's really well put. You know, I, got a, I had a really good pep talk uh, by a trusted friend that, that said, put it like this, said that, uh, you know, what you need to capture is not your knowledge, but your wisdom uh, to benefit other people. And it, it really takes getting to this station in life before you realize the difference between being clever and wise. Um, uh, you know, being smart, being clever can be a genetic roll of the dice. Uh, wisdom is a collection of consequences. Uh, it's not something that you have intrinsically. It's something that you collect. And as you, as you have consequences and you deal with them, that's wherein wisdom lies and helps you to make the next decision. And my collection of things that have gone wrong is pretty vast, I'll tell you. <laughs> and that's as much value for, for people as uh, here's how you do it, right? Yeah. Because how you do it means if nothing goes wrong. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And also, it's just it's a fun thing for us to realize at our again at our station in life that your collection of of experiences and consequences is what gives you your bank of knowledge to make wise decisions. You know, yeah. uh, when we're 18, we're ready to go off and, and march to the death for the first cause that went through our heads. Right now, yeah. we might evaluate several before we make our decision. Same with guitar making. Well, and, and on the other hand, uh, both of my boys are starting to do more craft and, and getting interested in the business end of things. And the thing I have to keep emphasizing to them is that they, you will learn more and advance more from your mistakes than from your successes. So they need to, at times, just put themselves out there to just do it. Mm -hmm. And if yeah. it doesn't work, don't think of it as a failure. Think of it as a great learning experience because 
I think you put it well. I mean, it's our failures that we learn so much more from. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a dad thing? Yeah, it does. <laughs> You're right. Well, I, I hear that in, in, uh, in training people too. Um, uh, cause I was, I'm, I'm really impatient. Uh, uh, people that know me won't find that hard to believe. I mean, I'd like it all and I'd like it now. And when I'm learning something, it's difficult for me to plod along and do the repetitive stuff, even though I realize that's what's necessary. And in training somebody, it, you know, if I have to get them to pause and get their attention, I said, there's really two ways to go about this. You know, you can listen to the outline and then you can make all the mistakes yourself and learn from them and know how to avoid them. Or you can listen to somebody that's already made all those mistakes and yeah. save yourself some time. Yeah. You know? And that's the dad talk. You're right. And it doesn't really fall into place until you made your mistakes. Well, so and yeah. And the, and the problem you have is, is, of course, running a business. You can't afford to pay for other people's mistakes. So we'd like to minimize that. Yeah. Let's yeah. <laughs> so let's besides the fact that, that what we've done here is kind of talked about the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Let us go. And, 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 and what we need from it. What do you think is going to happen to print in this? Uh, print? Yeah, print in, 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 in magazines. And, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm close to that. Um, uh, you know, I, I've kind of grown up with it. Uh, uh, wife has been in, involved in uh, studio art mostly, but she was, uh, you know, the art department at Ramparts Magazine back in the day. And uh, I also grew up with graphics, you know, like my father is a graphic artist. And so I'm really used to the, me the mechanical nature of print. Uh, when cut and paste was cut and paste. And when you did an ad, you went to the stat man, you got your half tone, you dealt with all these professionals, you got your typeset, the mechanical, uh, uh, the camera ready stuff uh, to the magazine. And uh, none of that stuff is done anymore. Um, yeah. Print is expensive. Uh, when you do something in print, you pay for paper, you pay for the manipulation. Even today with computer stuff, Brad is nothing. You know, it doesn't cost anybody anything to run. So print is, is uh, uh, less and less relevant to fewer and fewer people. And I don't mean that as a judgment. You know, my mother was a librarian. I grew up. Uh, with a book on my lap. Um, uh, print is really dear to my heart, but it's less and less relevant to what we do. And there's people, I, I would dare say now, that live without print. Um, uh, I thought when newspaper stands started disappearing that it was in the life as I know it. And I can't imagine going out of my house now to go buy a newspaper. Um, right. So uh, that's the broader picture of it. What's happening to print is I'm really glad I'm not trying to maintain a, a periodical right now, a magazine or something like that. It, and with that is lost an art form too, right? right? But uh, that, that's what I was going to say is, is I agree with you entirely, but at the same time, I'm incredibly discouraged by it. Um, it it's, I, I tend to hoard. I will be honest. Um, and my wife will say something like, do you really need that 1932 Sears Roebuck catalog? 
I mean, you haven't looked at it in a couple of years. And I'm like, well, that's true. That's not and the if, point. <laughs> yeah. If, if anybody had listened to their wife in the last 90 years and thrown it away, nobody would be able to look at it. But now I can pull it off the shelf and we can look and we can step back in time. And to me, that's where the print is interesting is, is I understand how, in it, how difficult it is to do it effectively or cost efficiently, I should say. Um, but when we lose it, I don't know how we're going to preserve that history because magnetic ones and zeros they just get lost. I mean, they're, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned about it. A world without hoarders? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could see a warehouse full of hard drives and somebody walking down the shelf going, oh, check out this one from 2014. <laughs> well, there, there certainly is a danger, isn't there, you guys, when we talk about uh, the downside for us personally versus the opportunity um, uh, uh, globally for what the changes will be. You yeah. know, I really, I, I really bemoan uh, the lack of the art of laying out a page uh, to attract somebody's attention and direct them. Uh, what an album cover used to be as an art form uh, with liner notes and graphics and so forth to, to what we have today. Those things, you know, you don't, People do lay out their websites with that in mind, but you have to realize that every every monitor sees them differently, every phone does yeah, it differently. Yeah. So you can't use the, the the old standards of graphics to practice that art anymore. So boo hoo, you know, I can't yeah. do it for a living, but the opportunity for other things is is really, really great. And we have no idea what's out there. You know? So future yeah. point. Well, I, 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 I'll put something to that point. Um, Please. There was a big, big issue in photography when digital started to come in. And yeah. you know, like, how are we going to preserve these images? You know, because they're zeros and ones. And if you have a negative, you have, um, you have something that, that is, is tangible and you can figure out whether you scan it in a computer or you take it into a dark room or whatever you do with it, you can make a print from that. And I think the thing that brought that the most home to everybody in my part of that industry was Katrina. Oh, and wow. when we saw the pictures of people that they would have, these people were missing and these people were missing and these people were missing, what they would be showing would just be showing a blank gray screen. Well, those pictures were digital and those pictures were underwater. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. You know? And here they're posting pictures of trying to post pictures of people and all they can post is their names. And it really brought it home to, 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 to my side of the industry is that we really needed to work on that. We really needed to make that a point of yeah. how do we preserve that stuff? Because well, where the, you know, it's zeros and ones. Yeah. Well, and not just preserve, but also appreciate because uh, to me, this, this ties right back around to the music and such. You know, Richard, you put so much time and effort into building these beautiful instruments that have these amazing acoustic properties. And yet, 
people out there are listening to things over the internet, over their phone or whatever, and, and oh, making judgments, calls and decisions based on, you know, some amplifier going through some digital audio converter to go out over the internet and get hacked by, I, you know, I don't know. Um, Yeah, it it, 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 it's food for thought, Tad. It, it really is. I mean, you know, I mean, how do we, how do we move forward in that area? I mean, I, I, I look at vintage guitar. I look at a couple guitar magazines and they are about this big right now. Yeah. <laughs> because they can't, they can't get any interviews. They can't, you know, they can't, there's stuff they can't do. And if it's printed overseas, see you later, Gator. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it might come in, in in six months. So yeah, that's been true for for uh, over a decade. You know that printing went to China. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we you uh, know, a, a grand a grand overview here is that um, uh, uh, you know um, fish that get trapped in in uh, caves with no daylight adapt to uh, eventually have no eyes and do just fine, right? And uh, humans on a grand scale, uh, it's all it's all relative, and there will be alternatives and opportunities we can't even imagine. So I love that positive part of it. And you realize what we're doing personally is we're bemoaning the loss of the familiar to us, and um, that's you know that's that's uh, romantic uh, and so forth. But in the big scheme of things, it's also not relevant. So. so nihilism <laughs> yes yes yeah, no kidding um we are we are about done here uh with, with our time um richard We're, you're you're so grateful uh, so so gracious with your time and yes. it, it's so great to see you again after good to after, be back at this yeah five month yeah. layoff um we'll try again we'll try again soon um maybe we can get back to talking about tops and guitar stuff and yeah and, and all that stuff but um I really appreciate your time today, Richard. Well, thank yeah. you. You know, we do have, we've touched on this, but we're working towards making ourselves irrelevant as we approach this scientifically and quantify what we're doing. Uh, we're figuring out how to uh, uh, do this without without a luthier's mind. And it's more of it uh, than it is to make the luthier obsolete. So it, this ties nicely. We can have some fun. We get back to guitar making. Once now that we solve all the problems in the world, there you thank go. you for that. There you go. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. All right, thank you much. And uh, yes, we'll be in touch and figure out uh, what future topics we can cover. Here we go. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I can't wait. Is in person, you know, he's six feet away. Yeah, we can. We can do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Be well, guys. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Talk soon. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this installment of the Santa Cruz Coffee Break. For more music-related fun, please join the Santa Cruz Guitar Players Forum at scgcpf or santacruzguitarplayers.com. If you have any questions or possible podcast topics, please contact us. If you have a product or service that you feel would be of value to our listeners, please consider adding your support and keeping the coffee pot on contact us for more information. We ask that you hit the like, follow, bell, or bookmark buttons so we can keep you informed of upcoming podcast episodes. 
We hope you enjoyed Santa Cruz Coffee Break. Now it's time to go play your guitar. <laughs>